0: Well, I'll be thinking about swimming hammerheads the rest of the night. Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Star Wars saga began, and Kenner continues the excitement. Star
1: Wars figures. The Empire strikes back. turn of the Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collectors Archive podcast. It's. The KiteCast. Newest news on the oldest stories. From bubble bath to belt buckles. From 12 packs to 2 packs. New boss. Alien bounty
2: hunter. From the, from the, from the, from the, from the Star Wars collection. What, Jack? Yeah, what? Vader! We bring the world of vintage Star
0: Wars We bring the world of vintage
1: Star Wars memorabilia alive! formative features, and personal collecting stories. Offer expires December 31st, 1979. An Octavio with Embrusco. The Supreme Master, the Emperor. Brought to you by the Star Wars Collectors Archive. The SWCA.com with your hosts, Sky Payne, Steven, Kevaku, 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 Kevaku. and Stephen B. Deadley. I've got you now, Ben Kenobi. Star Wars, birds in this virus. month's Vintage Be Pod, Gus Lopez unveils war exclusive warfare. information about several Celebration Six Celebration events. Celebration 6. Also in this month's issue, Brock Walker, Sky, and Steve talk about the basketball hero known as Hammerhead. Hammerhead other topics include 20-back offerless rarity and the new quantification of the yellow bubble disease. In our Vintage Vocab section, we define spray ops, we talk about unloved jungle gems, and a nuggety blueprint. The Market Watch discusses proofs that sell for too little and graded toys that sell for far too much. All of this and the meaning of the word Wampus on this month's Kivecast Vintage Pod. Wampa Wampa, Space Freaks.
2: Welcome to the Kivecast for March 2012.
1: Yep, it's episode 26, and, and Steve, actually, we, we should be honest with the, the audience here, with our Space Freaks. We, <laughs> uh, we recorded this a couple nights ago, but then I lost the audio to the intro. Ah, uh, yes. So this is a little bit later, uh, but it's good, Steve, but we'll, we'll tighten things up a little bit. Uh, All right. See, as far as I remember, the main thing we talked about before the news was that uh, you've moved, is that right?
2: That's right. Yeah, I'm uh, recording from uh, La Canada, California, just uh, above the smog in Los Angeles. So.
1: <laughs> and, and yeah, that's the town that's spelled La Canada, right? But it's right. got a little like Mexican hat on there, which makes it yes. Canada.
2: Ganada, yeah. So
1: that, that's our, our big fear. So you're gonna to have to listen, guys, and figure out if Steve gets kind of L.A. on us. Now, I have to say, I, I've edited it already. The rest of the show, Steve, and I've noticed you start kind of talking about how you're too cool for this and you're too cool for that, and you don't. I do thought I blues. did that already. No, I'm just telling you, I, you're, you're going L.A., and I'm just a little oh, worried man. that you're, you're losing your Santa Barbara roots. <laughs> but, anyways, we got we got some huge news coming up. Uh, we're going to be interviewing uh, his imperial dignitude himself, uh, Gus Lopez. And oh, yeah. uh, before we get to that big news, of course, I have to have the uh, the movie thought of the month. <laughs> and, oh yeah, you remember last month, Steve? I was like, go Star Wars, right? Oh yeah, you were gung ho. I was gung ho. I'm like, hey, the expanded universe—it's great. You got to read these books. You got to see the Blu-rays. You got to watch Clone Wars. Yay! Uh, well, this month because we're doing Hammerhead, I just I have to go backwards and say, "Boo, Star Wars." <laughs> just I'm just so bad at what they did to Hammerhead, Steve.
2: Oh man, <laughs> poor
1: guy. I mean, what they did was they took what I thought was the scariest, most menacing-looking alien in the whole. The whole trilogy, and they made him like some kind of peace loving tre- philanthropist <laughs> yeah philanthropist and tree hugger I mean literally like literally i believe mates with trees i, I, I haven 't looked that up yet, but uh, yeah, and that just bugs me and I, I think uh, throughout the episode you 'll hear uh, as we talk about what who was uh, who was hammerhead. Uh, some thoughts as to whether or not he plays basketball, some thoughts as to whether or not he's an Olympic swimmer. Uh, (laughs) Of all the things you're going to hear on on this month's episode, I think the closest thing we found, Steve, is that I believe Hammerhead is a human trafficker.
2: Yes, I think that's probably the the most accurate.
1: I think that's the most accurate. One of the most vile, disgusting professions you can have in this galaxy or any other. Yeah, see, that's
2: scum and villainy right there.
1: That's scum and villainy, right. Yeah, Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi isn't like... Never will you find the more hive of scum, villainy, and people who are really fond of redwoods. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's been enough of our yakking. Hey, Steve.
2: I, I think uh, I think you're right. So
1: let's get to our our. We're, we have actual breaking news. Uh, All right. I was thinking maybe we could call like uh, news so fresh it breaks through the bubble and transit.
2: Ooh. I like that.
1: Yeah, because you know sometimes <laughs> you, you ship a figure and the old plastic breaks through, and we're actually going to be talking about yellow bubbles later. Uh, and sometimes the bubble gets brittle and the figure breaks right through, and that's this news about Celebration Six, and it's only here on the Cavecast. So let's uh, let's give Gus a call, hey.
2: All right, let's hear it. I don't want to grow up by my toys or
1: are- They got a million toys Toys are- She can play with. Alright Steve, who are we here with? Gus Lopez. How's it going, Gus? Hey, how are you guys doing? Not uh, too bad. Yeah, we're doing great. We're just uh we're excited because uh this is our first sort of official ish uh celebration six announcement. So so what, what is it, uh, Gus?
0: Well we're gonna um you know, aside this is kind of outside the official uh collecting track things which we can talk about too if you want. But uh, you know, the, for the Star Wars Collectors Archive, we're going to do the first ever archive party, um, and we're going to be announcing that officially soon and uh, with more details.
1: Right. We're gonna. Well, we've been working on the days and exactly how it's going to look. Um, but this is going to be, you know, Steve and I will will be there, kind of kind of emceeing, and uh, a lot of the fun stuff that we've been talking about, like the the C3POs contest, uh, the C3POs <laughs> eating contest. Um, but, but we all know that Steve's going to win that hands down.
0: Right, right. Uh, <laughs> I'm the, bringing, I'm bringing the 3 uh, <laughs> well, So we
1: know it, Gus. We, uh, that that's why I wanted you on board. Besides the fact that you run yeah. the archive, you also are the guy about <laughs> the cereal.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm actually. uh I'm training for that. I've been uh, eating raw <laughs> stale cereal for the last uh, month or so, so I'll be ready. <laughs> yeah,
0: he'll, he'll be ready. Yeah, Well, yeah, have, well this, uh, is, uh, this is this is going to be a 28 year old cereal. Or, no, do no, Yeah, 28 year old Wow.
1: So oh, it's, man. It's going to be 18 we'll years old. We'll need a position on hand. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that'll be great. And uh, we'll have, you know, little little sheets saying that we can't sue the, the archive. Uh, right. We have two
0: Kellogg's. Yeah. You
1: know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we'll, we'll yeah. have our, our give a show projector uh, showing new hope. We'll have our, our bot bag anger management. And uh, we'll be soliciting the uh, the fans and everybody to to contribute it as they can um, and actually uh, Gus, we've we've talked about it, and we're going to be having uh sort of sponsors right
0: yeah that's right yeah, and it, um I'm glad you brought that up that yeah so, since we want you know, to you know obviously it's going to cost a little bit to get put this thing on what we're going to do is have uh ask some of our collector friends that want to sponsor it and what will happen, they'll get some perks out of doing that that we'll, we'll, folks who are interested can can contact you, Sky, uh, yeah. if they want to uh, sponsor. And, um, and basically, they'll get some perks out of it, and then as we, you know, we'll be able to recoup actually some of the costs of the sponsorship, so it's not going to be very expensive to do it. But if people are interested, they should contact you. Um, right. But, yeah, we definitely have a, some costs to run this kind of thing. But we hope to make this an, like a tradition at every celebration. We really want to kind of have an archive party at every celebration. So we're going to kind of pilot it this time. And you know, I think, you know, some of the things you mentioned are pretty exciting. I think we'll have some surprises there as well.
1: Yeah, it should be fun. So if if you're interested, uh, so the idea behind the sponsorship is just that it costs too much money for, you know, Gus, Steve and I, or whatever, just say like, Hey, let's just throw it at it. So we thought, why not get the collectors involved? And then we're going to sell tickets. They're not going to be very expensive. Um, but the money from those tickets will then go to pay back the investors. So, uh, it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be too much of an investment and you get some cool uh, exclusive little doodads that, uh, that our, our combined brains, uh, come up with. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's going we'll to be at the Rosen center too, you know, so we'll, um, you know, so it'll be a, you know, kind of like a, a nice place to hold it and so on. And, yep, it'll, um, so I think people will really enjoy it.
1: Yeah, it, it'll be fun. I think, uh, hopefully by, uh, by the next, uh, next episode of the Kivecast, we should have, uh. A lot more information, all the details hammered out, uh or hammerheaded out as it is. Um that that's our figure of the month, Gus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, so that thanks for thanks for coming on, Gus. And we uh I mean we, definitely whenever more information about the collector tracks comes out, we'd we'd love to have you on too to, to talk about those. I don't know uh what yeah. what your liberty to talk about, but definitely if you, if you're in a chatty mood where we we're all ears.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean a few things. I mean I've sent um a couple of things about the collecting track, um, so uh, that can say now, is um, we're expanding it quite a bit this year. So it's, in the past, we used to just have panels and talks and you know, a few other things, giveaways. And we're definitely going to continue that uh, as in the past. But um, but we, we are doing a whole bunch of brand new things. We want to take it to a new level and have the collecting track really be a destination at Celebration. Ah. So we actually have multiple rooms with activities going on. We're going to have the main panel area where we're going to have the talks and the panels, but we're also going to have what we're calling the social area where we're going to do things like um, the plans are, these plans could change, but we're going to have like kind of smaller talks, more you know interactive talks there. We're going to have podcasts uh, there, um, um, various meet and greet type things. We're going to be running some, probably run some commercials, collectibles commercials and, and we'll have display cases with stuff. So there's a lot of stuff we're going to be planning for this new area. Um, and, there are a few other things we're working on, probably announced later. But um, we're going to do more social media role in this. Um, I mentioned the display cases, and and then um, we're of course going to bring back the giveaways, and we got a great surprise coming there. So I think awesome. people will really get a kick out. You know, each time we try to kind of top the previous celebration, so hopefully we'll pull it off this time.
1: Wow, that's that sounds great. That's uh, wow. And Steve, have you heard you heard that yet about the whole little area? No, no, no. Oh, that's that great. that sounds great. Yeah. Well, awesome! Wow, we got uh, more than one uh, more than one uh, piece of news here, Steve. That's good.
2: <laughs> always good.
1: <laughs> uh, great. Awesome. Well, yeah. well, thanks as uh, thanks as always, Gus, for your uh, your imperial uh, dignity, uh, <laughs> uh, su- surveilling uh, over your uh, your your podcast empire here.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. Yeah, and happy to kind of another time we can talk as we start to announce more stuff in the next few months. We'll have. A ton about celebration coming out. Um, so we're ready to start announcing stuff. And, and as we, you know, I'm getting a lot of submissions now for uh, panels and, and talks. So pretty soon we'll start announcing some of those. I'm already starting to close on some of those and got some new ideas that people are proposing, which will be fun.
1: Right. That's cool. great. Well, it's always, uh, always our favorite part of, uh, of the celebration and looks like it will be again this year. And now with the sort of uh, the archive party to sort of cap it all off, it's, I think it's going to be the start of a great new tradition. So. Yeah,
2: it's only, only going to get better from here, so <laughs> it's
1: good. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you, guys. Gus. Before we get back to the news, there have been a few details about the party that have now been cemented since the interview with Gus. The party will be Thursday, August 23rd from 7 to 10 p.m. at the Rosen Center. So that's Thursday night, the first night of the convention. Uh, if you want to sponsor, there are only a limited amount of sponsorships available. Uh, so contact me kivecast at gmail.com, and just put sponsorship in the header. Uh, basically the way it works is you're going to front some money, you're going to be paid a lot of it back and then you're going to get whatever cool exclusives and the satisfaction of knowing that you are partially responsible for the greatest party in Celebration History. Alright, let's get back to Steve and the rest of the news. Hey. Stars. Watch out! It's Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news.
0: Here's the news. It's Kenner's news.
1: News from Kenner. Here's the news. Here's It's Kenner's news. All right, Jeez, Steve. Well, I, I'm afraid we're doing what they call burying the leads. So you know that's where you, you tell a, a, a news story, Kenner. but the really important news, news story. We're saving. Yes. So there is, in fact, another piece of celebration six news, uh, which I just found out looking through the forum. Steve, speed dating is returning.
2: See, that's just nothing but trouble right there.
1: <laughs> so I want you all to go. We're gonna. It's gonna be probably part of the listener party. You know, maybe uh, you know advice for Steve on how to snare a, mm-hmm. a, a comely mm-hmm. lass at the no. uh, at the speed no. dating.
2: <laughs> See, that's that's when I will. Uh just quietly slip out of the building and uh no
1: no, <laughs> nah. no anyway nothing but trouble <laughs> nothing but trouble i just i just saw that we, we won't make steve uh do that uh at least we won't say we will
2: see that that's when you just uh you just you know kidnap me and that's all you got to do exactly uh, yeah. I'm, I'm i'm like a small guy so it really only takes probably a couple of you just. Just throw it in a there.
1: burlap sack and be like, "Oh no, ladies, this isn't for us." The guy in here, he's awesome. He's you know, he's nice. <laughs> he's handsome. He's a really cool dude. You should get to know him. Let me hold the dude.
2: He just dumped me on the floor. Uh, Do you that's, know what it is? Already, going
1: south. <laughs> Oh yeah. So we're, we're all excited for that. Um, <laughs> and then I don't know. It's been a pretty cool month as far as uh, as far as news on on the boards go. Uh, yeah. I did want to put this out there too, Steve. I think it's worked so well having a tweeter-duder. Um, <laughs> I think we should ex- – and we also have our uh, uh, market watch Yeah, our correspondents. Our correspondents from the field. Um, so let's keep that up. And yeah. what, what do you say we maybe have someone who would like represent us on like the Imperial Gunnery?
2: Yeah, I, I I think it's a good idea. Absolutely. So, so
1: there's someone out here who, just because you know we're we're not so good at even posting on Rebel Scum all the time. No. no. So <laughs> it'd be good to have someone like who maybe posts there and would maybe sort of link and say, hey, they've got a new show up, and maybe sort of tell us if anything new or interesting's happened. We need um, some uh, some PR agents, is what we need. Yeah, we need some PR agents and just you know some eyes across the pond, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so if you're if you're interested in that, uh, email us uh, kivecast at gmail dot com. Um, although I imagine we'll be getting a flood of emails about the sponsorship opportunities for the party. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then I, Steve, I don't know if you got to see the yellow the yellow bubble percentage thread, but this was yeah, an I, I awesome saw it when thread. it first
2: started, and it just kind of keeps going and going
1: yeah so so this was this um it was by Miss the eighties who I believe emailed us at one point um, so miss the eighties is the is the name uh, i think yeah. I, I remember it's a dude but i I thought it was Miss the eighties like Mademoiselle <laughs> the eighties <80s>. um, <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure of his real name but uh, anyways he's uh he posted this this really great uh breakdown of all the a f a uh, results for all yellow figures.
2: Right, right.
1: And, and he broke it down. And it, it's just, I mean, everybody knows, okay, not everybody, but you know, okay, so so if you're kind of new to the collecting, uh, some bubbles turn yellow over time, the bubbles that hold the figures. And we've always known that certain bubbles turn yellower quicker.
2: Right, right. And
1: this is just really good hard data.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's like, it just pretty much puts it in print as far as the sample size that they have a, you know, it's right. pretty know. much like sets the, the trend for it.
1: Right. I think, I mean, there are a lot of good points about it being a self-selecting group. So it's not, right. A, it, right. there's obviously flaws with this because a lot of people yeah. won't send something in if it's yellow. Um, mm-hmm. but still, I, I think the data is, the data is great. I mean, uh, 1.7 of all 12 backs are yellowed. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, one point seven. I mean, Steve, have you ever seen a yellow twelve back?
2: Not that I can remember, honestly.
1: Um, no. And then point three percent of twenty-one back. Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> I mean, that that's just unbelievable. And and what's interesting is uh, you start to see a, a trend where it gets more and more. Yep. And I figure it must just be different plastic, right?
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's what I'd always heard is just the uh, the stuff that was coming out later, whatever grade of plastic, it just was more prone to deteriorating. So, right, um, so just
1: the, the the quality went down over time. Yeah, um, and then certain card back, you know, so then it seems like the the break really was around the thirty two back, right? Uh, because it was no higher than four percent. Up and, and then just, like, the incrementally back.
2: gets higher and higher after that, yeah. And then
1: 32 backs is 13%, 41%, 20%, um, all the way up to uh, Empire Strikes Back, it gets as high as 43% with 45 backs.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I just have an image, for some reason, of the Black Bespin security guard with a really, like really muddy bubble. I, I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, those those later Empire figures, just and then it just gets worse from there.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then Return of the Jedi, it's just terrible. I mean, 77 yeah. back, 65%. But then, yeah. of course, the granddaddy of them all is is the power of the Force. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's, I mean, 75%. You, I, I, It's rare you ever see any that, that aren't just regular, so. Right. Yeah, it's it's cool. But this little system pretty much, yeah, it just shows the trend within. I, it still captures the whole thing, even though it's... It's just with graded stuff, but yeah.
1: Right. Well, it's, it's cool because you have people who look at it and say what you will about AFA, and we have said what we will about AFA. Yeah, yeah we have. But <laughs> they do have a standard for what is why and what is not why. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's been a long debate about, is it worth paying the premium for non-yellow bubbles yeah. when they're going to yellow? Yeah. What's, what's your opinion on that, Steve? Thing. I mean,
2: I guess when I, when I was collecting carded figures... I I didn't let the yellowing thing bother me that much, um, but I mean I also didn't collect graded stuff, so it, I mean I don't know. It's just for me it doesn't doesn't mean that much because you're you know it's eventually going to happen, and when you see such a like stark contrast between because like, I collected a lot of Return of the Jedi figures and I just knew going in that well I'm either really going to get frustrated or I can just kind of chip away at this and, and be happy with it. So it just depends, but right. Yeah, it's yeah. just you can tell it's gonna, it's
1: gonna happen. So right, it's funny because I think there's a couple different ways of like take for instance the power of the force. So the figures that came out in 1985, right, um, and certain figures have 100% yellow rate. <laughs> and then I I take as an example, you know, I I collect Emperor and Chewbacca, and so I look at them and I see Chewbacca is 92.5% yellow and Emperor's 96.5% yellow. I think yeah. some people look at that and they say. Oh, wow. Well, I've got to find that 4% and I'll pay (laughs) an arm and a leg. Whereas I just said, and I'm done looking (laughs)
0: like, I'm just (laughs) not going to look
1: anymore. I don't, you know, Hey, I don't, I don't have to be the one guy who has one. Like now I know that I have, you know, the best possible condition of both of those uh, more or less that I I can just kind of let it go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the B-wing pilot fared slightly better. Do do you have a clear bubble B-wing pilot P O T F?
2: No, no, I don't. No, I do have a clear uh, Return of the Jedi '77 back. That it was actually from the uh, the Lucas Archives um, oh, from cool. that auction at Celebration Four. Right. Yeah. But that and that one somehow it came out fine and it hasn't really shown any signs yet. But uh, no, Power of the Force. I, I don't actually have one on card now. But uh, the one I had was was very yellow.
1: But, oh, uh, oh! So you're doing that thing where you're like too cool to have production carded, Steve? Is that it?
2: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep it much, uh, much more subdued than it used to be. <laughs> right. I guess. Well,
1: Actually, I, I, had a, I had a funny story. So I was going through. Um, I'm, I'm working on this. Uh, I've been working on some trades lately. I was hoping maybe we could talk about that at some point because I think it's fun to talk about trades. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I was looking through my figures trying to get one of the one of the things I was trading. And I found a figure I completely forgot I owned. Does that ever happen to you, Steve?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. It's it's maybe not a carded figure, but definitely stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. Where did that come from? <laughs>
1: well, that's the thing. I don't collect that many different things, right? Like basically yeah. Emperor Chewbacca and 21-backs. Yeah. And I was looking through, I was like, holy cow. It's a Death Squad Commander 21-back. <laughs> like we were talking about this. For yeah, last... yeah, you
2: were saying you, you were wanting a, a Jedi one, right?
1: Yeah, I was saying I want a Jedi proof for the Death Squad proof. Commander. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, I, I collect Empire Strikes back, twenty one backs, and yeah. I was always looking for the Death Squad Commander. And I don't <laughs> know how I so hey, if you remember selling one to me, could you email us at uh at gmail dot com? <laughs> it must have been at one of the California club meetings. Maybe. Maybe. I, I dunno. I wonder if I wonder if it came from me. It I might have, have Steve.
0: Cause this I is had, terrible. I think I had one of
2: those at one of those meetings. Oh, man, that's funny.
1: Might might be. Anyways. I bet,
2: oh, man. I bet you it is. That wow. We're, we're
1: getting old, Steve. I feel like I'm turning yeah. 40. You probably feel like you're turning 10. This is terrible. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, I just I thought that was funny, just the idea of just completely forgetting a fairly valuable uh, carded figure. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that that made me pretty, pretty happy. Uh, we got a pretty good email from... Uh, well, okay so this is the thing right so Bri- brisbane mike emailed yeah. to say that we said his name right but we called him brisbane mike and brisbane mike interchangeably the entire show <laughs> so, I, I, I think it's
2: brisbane not that yeah. i was just uh, but you know
1: I, I think it is too but it was just great it was like is it you know is it a or b <laughs> yes absolutely good job <laughs>
2: Yeah. Um, I think actually, I think I got a, a private message from him with the uh, the market stuff. Where I think he just said basically, "I'll just go by Michael now," and cool. I, I think that's a good idea.
1: No way, man! <laughs> I want Brisbane. That sounds cool, <laughs> Brisbane Mike. Um. So yeah, so I I believe. Uh, did you get that that he sent that to you too about the uh, the the football analogy that was made? No, no, I hadn't I hadn't seen that till you sent it to me. Yeah, so no, the, that's great. There's this great uh, football. Uh, I guess he's reading a football blog. I don't care about football. And I don't read that many blogs. But yeah, There you go. Um, but I guess he does. Um, boy, I hope this was brisbane Mike.
2: I was going to say, I thought maybe it was you because you didn't actually attach a name to it. <laughs> I didn't attach a name. I
1: thought it was him. But it doesn't make that much sense for him mm-hmm. to know that much about American football. Anyways, let's just pretend it's him because it's him half the time Anyways. Uh, if it's not, email us at, at uh, cavcast at gmail.com. Um But anyways, he he mentions how – see, Steve, back in the old days, I would have gone back and edited it out to make sure that we didn't offend anybody. But it's episode 26. We're golden. Uh, we made it this far. Uh, all right. So he was, uh, he was reading this quote. Niners coach Jim Harbaugh wanted a big physical receiver last year. He got Braylon Edwards. That's like wanting a Boba Fett action figure for Christmas and getting Greedo instead. <laughs> so, as, you know, that's a very uh, specific reference. Oh, this is cool.
2: It's like a little Greedo postscript. So yeah, it's yeah a little,
1: little postscript. Um, oh, and also, if you asked for a pin, Steve, uh, about a year and a half ago, I said I would send out pins uh, that were left over from Celebration 5. Oh yeah, and I kept all the addresses, and I got around to it, and I sent them out. So awesome! Well I,
2: done, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, you know, uh, the tortoise wins the race every time. Okay. Um, oh, you know, I, I did like this uh, this thread about twenty back rarity. Oh yeah, um, which was just neat. It was just someone was asking about why can't I find debut twenty backs, and I thought this pertained to uh, to hammerhead quite well. That finding the second eight figures, so like the ones we've been discussing, Guido and Hammerhead and Luke X-Wing, on offerless 20 backs is really hard. Very hard, yeah. And I I I, I like that. I, I guess I like that because it, it doesn't seem like there's that many rookie cards that are offerless. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And or I don't know, there's just something about this neat that you wouldn't think it's that rare, like finding the card front. It's not that hard, but finding that precise right. card back. And
2: yeah, you know, yeah,
1: it even took Gus Lopez, uh, who we just spoke to, you know, years to complete his set, um, which, yeah. which gives you an idea because uh, he at one point had the Death Star. So I think he had some trade bait. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we'll, we'll include a link to that that thread. Um, I just, uh, I thought it was worth mentioning. Uh, do you have any of those, Steve?
2: No, no, I don't. Oh, no, of course. I you, never you're, have you're, either. You're
1: too good for, for production now. <laughs> Jeez, Steve.
2: Oh, come on.
1: Ah, take you back down to earth. <laughs> All right, well, let's let us just give Brock a call just because I want this to be a little more polyvocal. He will rock you. He
3: will
1: roll you. Feel the heat. Baby, We're talking to Brock.
3: you know. Hello. Is this Brock Walker? It is.
1: Excellent. We just, we just—I don't know why, but I I just wanted to ask you about about uh, Hammerhead. What's your history with Hammerhead, Brock?
3: Uh, History of Hammerhead. uh, It was, believe it or not, actually one of my favorite figures as a kid. I know it's kind of a lame thing with the whole blue shirt and all, but uh, I can remember um, my earliest memory of it. I guess is playing with it with. uh, one of my friends that I went to with the babysitter, uh he would uh bring over the droid factory. Uh-huh. and for whatever reason we turned that into some type of dungeon, I guess could later become the, the dungeon, but it was he actually had it as a droid factory or whatever, but we always had the aliens in there trying to, you know, play like Jabba's Palace whatever and you know, just memories of, you know, being at the babysitter's house playing with him and Waller's man and some of the droids and everything and, you know, kind of making it a Cantina Jabba Palace type thing.
1: Well that's cool. Huh? Yeah, you see, Steve, I didn't know where we'd go. I just, for some reason, had this intuitive sense that Brock would have a good hammerhead story. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, you know, looking at the figure though, it, it's kind of uh, the swimming Jar Jar of its <laughs> line. <laughs> You know, it's kind of a lame character that nobody really likes, but the figure is still kind of cool in its own way because it's got that, you know, little swimming hands, right, or whatever. And, you know, I, I could see that being played with in puddles and, you know, the tub and that kind of stuff growing up.
2: Right, yeah. Got the, those shifty eyes. That's the only figure <laughs> I can think that's got shifty eyes.
3: <laughs> well, really you, know, shifty. you know, when he's, you know, he got his head popped up out of the water just a little bit. It, he can see before he takes his in breath.
1: <laughs> right. And plus, he's got all those like veins on his arms, right? Am, am I wrong about that? He's really no, you're no, right. no, no. You're right. Isn't he really he's, veiny? He,
3: he's a tough dude, you know. He's kind of like a <laughs> Lithuanian basketball player or something. He's,
1: you know, got the long arms. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say Lithuanian basketball. And you know what? That jersey, I, you know, I think we could do that, Steve. Jared, oh, man, if you're out yeah, there, you got to put the uh, hammerhead on the Lithuanian basketball team. <laughs>
3: Maybe Dirk Nowitzki. you know, very yes, blue on. You
1: know. Oh come on, Hammerhead isn't that <laughs> ugly? Oh um. <laughs> uh, man! All right, well, uh, well Brock, I think we'll, we'll get back to you later, later in the show about uh, about about baseball. But we just wanted to ask you uh, just
3: a quick Hammerhead question before we got back to you. Uh, no problem. Just give me a yell and you know I'll be thinking about swimming hammerhead the rest of the night. Feel feel feel
2: feel 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 me here.
1: And I we, we you know we never we never force a Jared image. So the fact that uh, the Lithuanian basketball player came about organically is is very agreeable. <laughs> so I uh, look forward to that. Um, yeah, so I well, I think we can maybe do our our social media update Okay. Uh, I don't have a drop for that. Um, I think it's kind of against my religion, uh, to have a drop <laughs> for that. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, Trevor, our tweeter duder, uh, what is he going to be called? Grandmuff tweeter?
2: Grandmuff twitter, I think.
1: Our yeah. tweeter duder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Steve tells us that, uh, our follow us on, uh, he really wants us to promote it. Uh, we're supposed to say this, Steve follow us on Twitter at KyveCast. Okay? Okay. Uh, you can that, also pretty, view pretty our timeline, road. Steve, at twitter.com backslash KyveCast. And once again, hey. you, you spell that Chivecast. C-H-I-V-E-C-A-S-T. Um, so you guys better go do that because Trevor's working hard. Uh, we're up to 30 followers from only 18.
2: Not uh, bad.
1: Including Gus Lopez. Uh, right on. And then he's going to make it his mission to get Rick Springfield to follow us.
2: All right. So I love
1: that. <laughs> that's great. Uh, he, uh, he mentions a party idea for C6, Pin the Shield on Hennet, on Headman. It's like a pin, <laughs> pin the Donkey style game. I like that.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, apparently uh, no, no one has really uh, directed us about being asked random lightning round questions. So that's only that. It's on the um, back
2: burner. We'll, we'll get that going. It's
1: on the back burner, but as far as a, uh, uh, pleading with our, our, our space freaks to support us, uh, we've gotten five reviews on iTunes uh, since hey. we asked, which really isn't too bad. Um, and so because of that, Steve, we come up first when searching vintage Star Wars.
2: That's all you can ask for, right?
1: Uh, we come up third on Star Wars toys. this is the problem, Steve. We come up nowhere on Star Wars collecting or Star Wars toys. So I'm going to have to adjust the tags and JPEG the GIF file to make sure that I can PDF my geek. Um, Well said. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Uh, He's also said that we are getting beat by these two podcasts in the Star Wars toys category. What's on Joe's mind? It's a GI Joe podcast,
2: ah,
1: <laughs> and gay sci fi nerds. Okay, uh, so you know we're a gay friendly podcast. So that's fine with me. Um, it's just uh, neither one of those, I imagine, are that dedicated to Star Wars toys.
2: Not by the sounds of it. No, not
1: not by the sounds of it. Um, so, anyways, but hey, maybe there is some crossover. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I thought that was great. Yeah. What uh, GI Joe podcast and gay sci fi nerds? Um. So yeah, so come on guys, let's get us ahead of those two, Uh, particularly the GI Joe. I don't mind being behind the gay sci fi nerds, but being behind a GI Joe podcast really bugs me. So uh, (laughs) go onto iTunes, give us a positive rating. You know, uh, I go and check. You know, at least once a week. You know, I really I love seeing that. I love seeing the five stars. Our rating has gone up from before. I don't know what it was, but we had like all these one star ratings.
2: Huh.
1: it's odd. I guess they really just didn't like you, Steve. I don't know. Yeah, that right. makes sense. Um, I guess like you're too abrasive with me or something. I don't. It's <laughs> it's probably not your fault, but uh, yeah, I'll, so, I'll take it. I'll I'll loan I'll <laughs> it. So that that's our that's our, our report from the Twitterverse from uh, from uh, Grandmoth Um <laughs> Yeah, and so let's let's get to some of our features, man. This has been a pretty right. uh, super jam packed, uh, super jam packed thing. Uh, you know, I was thinking, let's, let's, we, let's do a head of jokes. Should do one of those every time.
2: Yeah, that's, that's a good thing to get back in the habit of.
1: It's vintage. So, uh, I've been, you know, really racking my brain to figure out how to best uh, integrate Hammerhead. Um, <laughs> and once again, Hammerhead, I still think every once in a while of Obi-Wan Kenobi in our episode with him. Uh, how such a main character got so little attention is just astounding. <laughs> I think when we finish with 93, we should have a 94th episode You know, just dedicated to Obi-Wan. <laughs> um, oh, I like that. But uh, the, the, the words I was, I was hoping to discuss today, Steve, were spray ops,
2: spray ops not special ops but spray ops yeah it's, right.
1: it sounds very uh, yeah it sounds very spyish yeah um, but uh, what, what is a spray op Steve
2: the only like contact I've had with that word would just be talking about the uh, the way that the paints applied to the figures in the factory is that is that
1: yeah yeah so yeah. like how the paint was applied how right. how the spray of the paint was I guess, operated. I guess that's what it stands for. Um, (laughs) Spelling it out? Yeah. Yeah, spelling it out. So I, I just thought of, because, uh, a lot of people, when it, when it comes to the great veiny Lithuanian basketball player known as Hammerhead, um, uh, there's a lot of different, you were talking about his shifty eyes. Right. There's a lot of different ways his eyes are painted. And I I don't, I don't go for the whole variation thing very much. But I do go for shifty-looking hammerhead eyes going in all different directions. <laughs> so uh, th- that was just something. I'm going to try and find as many pictures as I can. Uh, okay. And if I can't find them, hey, if someone out there wants to, like, send or, or post up a picture of a, a whole <laughs> you know, bunch I just... of circular eyes. Uh... What's that, I just
2: For whatever reason, I just had this image of, like, the Brady Bunch squares with these hammerheads all looking <laughs> up at each other in different directions. <laughs>
1: There you go! Wow, you know we're we're giving uh, we're giving our audience a lot of work to do. Um, But I I know there's a guy Christian out of UK who used to have a spray op focus. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he had this cool uh, hammerhead where there's just no paint at all on his face, Um, which is really makes him an even creepier figure. (laughs) Um, Yes. But, yes, I just thought in case you ever see the word spray ops or funky spray ops, you know, not all of our vintage vocab have to be, you know, first shots or chromolins or anything complicated like yeah, that. No. I think they can also be something kind of simple like that. Um, so what do you think, Steve? Was that, was that good?
2: Yeah, that was a good one.
1: Not too simple?
2: No, no. It's, but it's something you'll, you'll probably see quite a bit when you're reading up on stuff, so it's good to, good to right. know.
1: Now, no. I know you collect beat up and weird and messed up figures. Do you, <laughs> do you? Do you pay attention to spray ops? Um, not
2: in that sense. No, I mean, I if it's if it's a spray op by a some twisted kid, yeah, yeah right, no, no but uh, no. As far as the if it's the a sprayed stuff, with
1: BB gun op, then yeah, yeah, right.
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> right. But not. And I guess that's the thing is that they're they're factory errors. So right, right. I mean, there's something too. I mean, I remember you know growing up collecting baseball cards. I was certain that every error had to be worth just a thousand dollars, just automatically, you know. And, yeah. and even with figures, like when I would collect modern figures, I would just, I would just get fascinated by any kind of little mistake. Or yeah. uh, I remember there was like a, a Tuscan Raider woman figure with like a typo. Woman figure? Well, you know the Tuscan Raider ladies in episode oh, two. Oh, oh,
2: the, the modern one. Okay, yeah, and yeah, her woman.
1: Female Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> You're the Tuscan Raider ladies. Um, yeah, so there was like a typo on the back of the card back and I, I saved it in box and I, I was certain that was going to go skyrocketing in value. But uh, anyways, uh, but so there are some people who do like the spray ops. Yeah. So good. All right. And as always, Steve, I like to give you the, the, the choice. Would you like to go uh, nugget or unloved?
2: Uh, let's Let's go nugget
1: first. Tis a nugget. Tis a nugget. From the archive. Tis a nugget. Oh my god, they're gorgeous. From the archive. Oh my god, they're gorgeous. Alright Steve, well, uh, I, I had a pretty fun idea for a, uh, a, a nugget from the archive that involved calling, uh, Todd Chamberlain. Ooh. Uh, Dr. Todd Chamberlain, but uh, we're going to be calling him next month because right. uh, he has a, a bunch of work to do tonight. So that's just going to leave us with old Hammerhead, Steve. <laughs> what, what should we talk about? What, what hammerhead you thing should we talk about?
2: So what we got here is the, uh, the original blueprint and color specification sheet for Hammerhead.
1: Right. So the the, the blueprint's cool, and I think we've talked about, yeah. about uh, Pruneface's blueprint. Right, Only the finest characters. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so the blueprint's great because that was the original drawing of the figure and how it was going to look and its height and its texture. Yeah. Um, but then there's this color specification sheet. What's that about?
2: So it looks like what they do is they uh, they take a photocopy and just hand color in with, with markers or whatnot to kind of just get a, an idea of what they want the, the color scheme to turn out to be. And the one here is – it doesn't have that nice teal blue uh, man suit or whatever you want to call that thing. I, Ron calls it a leotard. I think that's better.
1: Uh, <laughs> What's a man that, suit, Steve?
2: I don't know. Oh, you know what? I was thinking of Donnie Darko. I don't know why. It just came to mind.
1: Oh, is uh, that that term they use?
2: Yeah. Well, oh, what it, are you doing wearing that man term. suit? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, uh, do
1: you have a a giant hammerhead that kind of walks around and talks to you and helps you travel through time?
2: In fact, I do. Okay. I, I gotta come clean right now. I'm sorry. I need help.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> let's do some fan fiction with Steve and Hammerhead. Just redoing Donnie Darko. <laughs> Steve and Hammerhead. <laughs> <laughs> or are you were consumed. Uh, yeah. So his, uh, <laughs> man, this. That'd be a really good movie, Steve. Um, yeah, yeah, he was asking what do you call it, a leotard? I don't know, is it a leotard? I, I kind of call it like a onesie.
2: Yeah, I think onesie's good. Uh, and I I just remembered Michael, uh, a comment from his market thing, which we'll get to, but he, he refers to it as a mankini, which, which is <laughs> interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, well, I think we can all call it whatever we want to, Steve. We'll, yeah, uh, yeah. To each their own. Yes. Go to Kivecast.com to vote on the first ever Kivecast poll. What should be the official name of Hammerhead's outfit? Should it be called A, a leotard, B, a mankini, C, a onesie, or D, a man suit? Go to Kivecast.com to make your voice heard. This is important. Now, let's get back to our previously held discussion about the Nuggety Hammerhead Blueprint in color. Um, but yeah, so so the color in here, it's not the teal. It's it's almost the same color as his body.
2: Right, right. Now, I'm trying to remember. Do you actually ever really get a good look at what color clothing he's wearing in the movie itself? It, it I, seems I, like it's brown, right?
1: Uh, yeah, it probably is brown. I only remember his head, you know, because <laughs> – um, you know here let me look up mon ma Nadon is it that's Ooh. his that's his name right Mon I... Oh, yeah who, who knows a, oh wait no yeah it is it is okay. yeah Steve I know all about the expanded universe uh <laughs> yeah yeah he does wear kind of a a, a sort of earthy colory all right. uh tunic yeah okay. in, in the modern tunic. figures yeah he's got kind of a tunic and he's got like a belt and um He's still fairly veiny. I think they went through the furthest in, in the, the veiny bulginess in the uh, in the in the, <laughs> the vintage era. So yeah. So I, 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 why do you think they changed it, Steve?
2: I I mean I guess just to be more eye catching. That'd be the one reason I would think of. But uh,
1: yeah, I don't looks, know. I mean, it looks way better. He just looks yeah. weird in this in this picture. We'll put up a link to it. But it almost looks like uh, like you know when uh, when you're watching the Olympics. And the the skaters have like those uh uh like the nude pantyhose that goes oh, over yeah, that right, goes over right. the skate. Yeah. And you're like, Oh my god, her foot is like connected you know, like you have She to has go. blades on her feet. <laughs> exactly, she's got blades on her feet. Uh so I think that's how it would have looked if they didn't go with the teal. But uh great Steve. Now I'm imagining uh <laughs> hammerhead ice skating. <laughs> He's just a figure of imagination, isn't he, Steve?
2: Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> oh man, awesome. Well I think that's that's a pretty good nugget. If you haven't checked it out, or I mean, this is what happened to me, Steve. I just kind of assume, oh, oh, I'm sure all of the blueprints are great, but they're all basically the same. I've seen them all. Um, I've never really been forced to think about the idea that, you know, this this color, this distinctive color, was a choice by Kenner to go against the movie. To make a better toy and a better product.
2: Yeah, that's no, that about sums it up. That's right.
1: That about sums it up. All right, cool. Well, uh, for every uh, for every up, there's a down. So let's talk about the the unloved item.
2: You don't hate only the unloved hate the unloved and the unnatural.
1: The
0: unloved
2: and the unnatural.
1: All right, so I, I just played the the new drop you just heard for Steve for the first time. What'd you think, Steve? Good stuff, man. That, that was ah, perfect. Yeah, do, do you know what that's from?
2: I don't, but uh, it, it just it's it's just what it needed, though. What it's is that?
1: I, maybe we should leave it out there.
2: For, okay. For
1: people to try and see, see it if out. we can
2: have someone uh, figure it out, because I honestly I I never heard that little bit before. But
1: well, all, all I can tell you is it's somebody who you don't normally associate. With talking. Ah, ah uh. interesting. Okay, uh, so the unnatural object of hate uh, that I thought of talking about today. Part of what I do for the unloved items is I just kind of, I kind of go to the the other collectible section of the Rebel Scum forums, and <laughs> I just sort of look around and say, "Oh, you know, I haven't really thought about that in a while." Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I thought, you know, i would seen this before. I just haven't really thought much about it, Steve. Yeah,
2: it's, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> it's
1: the Jim Dandy playset.
2: Yeah. So, can you describe
1: yeah. this thing, Steve?
2: So it's described here: Scout Walker command tower with speeder bike rides. So it's like a nice little fort for your backyard. That I guess it the top of it's supposed to be the, like the cockpit of a Scout Walker, which right. which may mean that I might need to get one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you do, Steve. You now have a justification for the yeah, response. yeah.
2: But, um, no, it's, it looks really fun, but I think as someone else commented, it looks like quite a bit of a safety hazard as well.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's this really thin, stilted thing, uh, and it's got, you know, it's got Return of the Jedi branded on it, um, I, I don't remember that on the Scout Walkers, um. No, no, not quite. But the swing with the speeder bike just looks awesome. Yes. I, I was actually, I had this weird memory, uh, my parents, uh. We used to live in New Hampshire in this terrible, frightening house. And I must have been really young because I, I only have two memories. One was like crying myself to sleep because the shadow's on the wall.
2: Oh, and that's, that's rough. Uh,
1: and the other one was we had this swing that had like this wicker chair like covering put over it. And it, I, my brother said, hey, it's the Millennium Falcon. And so I would just <laughs> spent all my time on the swing just pretending it's on the Millennium Falcon. There you but, go. Uh, if I had a playset like this. Uh, oh man. Yeah, I don't know if this is unloved as much as it is kind of unknown.
2: Because... Yeah, that maybe that's true. But it's yeah. I'm in the same boat. I I I'd seen it before, but I just I had not thought about it in a long time until, right. until you sent me this. It's great.
1: But but to see it is to love it. Yes. Um, and what's great too is, you know, you in, in the background, so they have this painting and you have these two kids up top and then this way too young kid on the speeder bike swing yeah, it
2: looks like he's just kind of almost cut and pasted on there. It's right, weird. and then
1: super cut and pasted is this sort of tan Labrador, who's just apparently out of nowhere watching everybody uh, up top there. And then the back you have all the important ships from Return of the Jedi. You got the Tie inter- uh, Interceptor, you got the Death Star, you got the Main Falcon, you got the A Wing, you got them all, Steve.
2: You don't have the B Wing though. What 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 gives? <laughs>
1: oh, oh! You know, I didn't. I wasn't going there with that, Steve. See, <laughs> so, yeah,
2: I'm good at talking uh, trash to myself. You are actually. good at to yourself. <laughs> uh,
1: but the thing I'm most curious about is the four sound electronic console.
2: Yeah. Now, now uh,
1: yeah. According to uh, Chris Georgoulas, uh he has seen one of those put together. Right. Um. So I don't know. Maybe he knows what it sounds like. Um. But. Yeah, well, we'll have to ask. Maybe maybe he'll he'll post that, but yeah. Oh yeah, here's the full description. Jim Dandy brings Jedi excitement to America's backyards. Little Jedi Knights can swing on this sturdy speeder bike and activate four great sound effects: laser cannons, turnstile guns, Scout Walker, and proton torpedoes.
2: All classic. That's good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> all classic and all good. So excellent. That was uh, the 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 unloved uh, item of the month, Steve. Uh,
2: excellent choice
1: it is uh, both hated and unnatural Uh, and we have a pretty awesome market watch so let's move on to the one dollar All alright one dollar blicks market watch All right, Steve. Well, on this market watch, I, you know, we 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 need to be honest. One, uh, I just figured out that I was using the wrong microphone almost the whole episode. <laughs> so, uh, if you notice varying sound quality, uh, you get what you pay for. Uh, <laughs> that and and the conversation with Gus actually went you know, after I hit stop. We wound up talking a lot about all of the the you know what are the secret, exclusive, cool things going to be for the party and uh, a lot more details like that. So. Uh, Uh, Long and the short of it is we've been uh, talking on these uh, here microphones uh, for a while, Steve, (laughs) hey?
2: Yes, yes, we
1: have. (laughs) It is, but I'm feeling Jim Dandy. How about you, Steve?
2: Uh, I'll I'll go with that. All right,
1: good. So uh, what what do we got as far as the market watch?
2: All right, so once again, we got two correspondents stepping up big time. Um, Michael uh, comes through with a ton of Hammerhead stuff, so we'll start with that. Um we start off with a couple of twenty backs. Uh these are with the Boba Fett offers, so not not the super rare ones, but uh the first one went for one twenty five and the second one went for two thirteen and they look like they're both about they're not un- I think those are both ungraded, so um no, it's kind of interesting that there. are there's a bit of a disparity there, but uh
1: Right, yeah, yeah. they're about about they're- once, twice. The oh, ride. I'm sorry. Heather.
2: Yeah, no, that's it's my bad. Actually, yeah, the both twenty backs. The second one actually does have the the printed offer on there, so that that probably has something to do with it. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah. So that one went for two thirteen. So you jump up from there, and then a big jump up for twenty one back AFA eighty five. And I have to say, the picture just looks gorgeous. But uh, that one sold for seven
1: ninety nine. Wow.
2: Whew. But, my goodness.
1: Yeah, the difference in those prices is amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> is something i just realized that's really funny about this card, is that he's looking directly at himself when the way they package it. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Because he's face to the he's face to the right, and then now, the, the picture is face to the left.
2: Now, is there ever a, a time where Hammerhead's face is pointing the other way? And all these, I think he's oh, pointing. Oh, I'm
1: sure there is. There has to be.
2: Every one of these is all looking right. At... <laughs>
1: That's funny. That's good. Well, you know what? You know me. I love my existential figures. So maybe, yeah. You know, he's permanently <laughs> stuck contemplating his two D form or his three D form. <laughs> but...
2: <laughs> oh, good, good deal. All right. So up next, we got a, a twenty one back. Uh, this one's offerless and uh, sold for two eighty. and That was an AFA seventy
1: five. Wow. So the difference between an eighty five and a seventy five. Is like five hundred bucks.
2: Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty big. Um, right. And then you go down from there. Uh, An ungraded twenty one back goes for one twenty seven fifty. So you really start to see the the difference. But uh,
1: right, guess... and again, when we talk about entering into the realm of, of vintage collecting, uh, this is a perfectly nice carded figure for one hundred and twenty bucks. Star Wars era. You know, full nostalgia, good condition, hundred twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's not too much if you stay away from the the AFA madness. So, uh, all right. So, is that is that all of the uh, all of the Star Wars?
2: Yeah, those are all the Star Wars cards that we got here. The next up, we have uh, an Empire thirty-one B. That's an AFA eighty-five, and that's sold for two thirty-two. So you see a big drop from the from the Star Wars card to the Empire card, but
1: because right, 'cause uh, they're both AFA eighty five, so yep. it would cost you over a thousand dollars to get two hammerhead figures. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. Oh, poor hammerhead collectors, man. This is this is rough. Uh yeah. so then ungraded an Empire forty seven back, and it this kind of ties into the whole yellow bubble thing, you can start to see this one's it's going that way. But uh that one sold for fifty three, so you, it's a big jump down there. And oh. then I think that's the last of the Carded stuff we have. But
1: uh, wow! So no Return of the Jedi? No, not 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 this go Um Let's see. I'll just have to leave it with with Brock and his uh, his little <laughs> <laughs> backyard shenanigans with his friend. Yes.
2: <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see. And now we got a couple loose hammerheads. One is in a bag from the Sears Cantina playset, and that one sold for ninety dollars. So there's a bagged figure for ninety. And uh let's see, up next, we have an AFA, just regular, not uh uncirculated, and that one was an AFA ninety for eighty dollars.
1: Wait, yes. so you could get a, a baggie from a Sears Cantina playset, which is like a really rare baggie for ninety bucks. Right. Or you could just get it loose and high graded for eighty bucks.
2: Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, you know, it's
1: weird. It's if, you never know when it's going to be a referendum on AFA grading. Like sometimes you, nah. you look at the prices, and it's not that that dramatic. And then sometimes it's just whoa. And, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And uh, these last two, this is something that I always kind of found funny: is uh, some eBay sellers like to put their their items in odd locales. And uh, this this is where the whole mankini thing came from. We got we got a hammerhead hanging out at the beach, uh, and that one sold for six fifty, <laughs> a loose figure. <laughs> And uh, I guess the chaparrals is not quite as nice as the beach fr- property, so that one only sold for $3.25. Oh, well, yeah, there's so that... one where
1: he's just, like, sitting out in the middle of, like, the scrub brush. Yeah. <laughs> but there, his shifty eyes, I like his shifty eyes in that one better. Ooh, yeah. The way he's, like, looking off, like, I don't know. Looks like he's almost <laughs> always looking right, though, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, but he see, this one, he looks even more suspicious than usual. Like, he's right. thinking there's a mountain lion around him or something. Yeah, uh-huh. like he's
1: like maybe like I don't know, like human trafficking along the Mexico Arizona border. You know, that could he's be it's like, like a coyote. You know, <laughs> oh, I like yeah. that. That's good. <laughs> you know, not some kind of you know a tree hugging uh, maniac.
2: No, and then and then no.
1: fr- uh, frat boy Pete. Um, yes, which actually, Steve, I don't know if you saw. Did you see the discussion about about screen names? I did. I I, I caught it
2: uh, when it first started, and I don't know how, how deep they went into that, but well, uh, was that was Pete because, who started that thread. Yeah, Pete yeah.
1: started it because his name is Fratboy24, and uh, to be honest, Steve, when I saw that, I'm like, this is not somebody I'd ever want to talk to. Uh, <laughs> that's just my first reaction when I see Fratboy, uh, but – you know then he contacted us, and he had a lot of good topics, and he's been a great help and oh yeah, uh, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, and don't judge a human by his screen name. no, uh, <laughs> but I mean uh, as always, it's coming up to be celebration Kive party yeah. um it's coming up to be celebration, <laughs> and if you are at the archive party and you're saying hello to somebody, it can't hurt to have a real name, but you can say Pete Frat boy, that's fine too anyways um so. so- Where was I going
2: with that, Steve? Uh, We're going into our general auction updates from Pete. This is all all sorts of vintage Star Wars stuff that we got. Um, The first one we have is a Tauntaun mitten sealed box, and it sold for six hundred dollars. And that's not graded or anything. It's just it's just sealed. So uh, Pete was commenting that usually those are more in the two hundred to three hundred range. So that's quite a a big jump for that. Right. Um. Let's see, what else do we have here? Uh, We have a couple things related to the Return of the Jedi AT-AT Walker. I had to say that for you. Um, (laughs) Well-pronounced. This one was just a a boxed one. No, I'm sorry. No, it was graded. Minute Sealed Box AFA-80, $1,200. And what's crazy about this is that uh, a proof for the same item sold for... Let's see, what was it? About half of that, so you could have a proof, which is one of only a couple probably out there. Um, That's
1: just crazy.
2: And that that sold for six sixty. That's that was uh, from the collection of of Tom Neinheisel. So, yeah, it's that's just a crazy. In case you don't know, he is
1: he is an ex Kenner employee, and if you own any photo art, it's. Probably because of him. He saved right. him a bunch of stuff.
2: He did. He did.
1: And yeah, it's, it's a proof. It's not just a box flat. It's an actual proof. It's a proof, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's probably one of a kind. And Oof. uh yeah, half half of the cost of the, the graded steel production well, toy. I think Oof. that means that uh, we should be spending more money on proofs. <laughs> Maybe. No, stop it. <laughs> I mean, the, definitely, uh, it's great. Yeah, don't.
2: No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, so you got a couple of good things here. We have um, let's see a Tatooine skiff, which I always thought was a cool thing, but they just seem like they're they're like really sought after. But it always seems like whenever you actually get one, it to find one in like complete condition is is a rarity. But this is one that's still boxed and graded seventy five. I don't think it's sealed, but that one sold for five seventy. Right and um, let's see but
1: no, that's just a great scene with them all oh like yeah I, that's fighting.
2: I, I love the the power of the force artwork and they that they actually had original paintings for the stuff i think it's it's kind of a a fun contrast i think we talked about that before yeah we'll um, talk about it again steve yes yes we will 26
1: <laughs> episodes
2: <laughs> still still uh, pulling for stuff you know we'll see um oh yeah okay so we got another Another prototype gold Darth Vader case, and this one huh. sold for six fifty. And uh, I guess there was one somewhat recently that sold, but uh, it's just kind of interesting to see one pop up again so soon. Right. Uh, let's see, and let's. See, I think we got one, two more things to go here. Okay. Uh, we got an early bird Mayoral kit with a double telescoping Luke, and that one sold for thirteen fifty eight. So I think it's I'm, I lose
1: track of those. I know
2: we've talked about those quite a bit, but uh, let's see,
1: yeah, no, we gotta get, we you know, we gotta get, see, we gotta get a market watch watcher, yeah. so someone who goes through all of our market watches and tells us what the same thing <laughs> sold for the last time.
2: We we need Miss the Eighties. <laughs>
1: That's what we need. We do, yeah, yeah. We need Miss the Eighties to be a market watch watcher. Yeah, because <laughs> a two dollar licks, Yes,
2: yeah, two dollar licks Actually. <laughs> uh. All right. Uh, lastly, we have the Revenge of the Jedi Rebel Transport Proof Sheet AFA ninety. Uh, that's got to be a lot of acrylic. Um yeah, So that one sold a... for six seventeen. So that let's see. See, that's more close to what the uh, the the Walker Proof sold for. So it's interesting that yeah, I don't know.
1: Well, just those large proofs are so hard to display. That's
2: true. That's true. Very yeah. Brock was always like. He just gives me a hard time about having to ship a a B-wing pilot or a B-wing box proof across the country for me. He's like, man, I should have just <laughs> you should have just come get it.
1: You should have just built a B-wing. <laughs> <But> yeah,
2: seriously. <laughs> now, those the big proofs there. are they are definitely um tough to to figure out what to do with, but yeah, that's a revenge one that sold for a little over six hundred. So right, uh, not bad. Yeah, what's cool uh, and also
1: Pete Pete mentions that it wasn't even sold in Return of the Jedi right you know, much right less uh in uh in revenge of the Jedi. so yeah awesome well steve uh looks like a correspondence have done our, our work for us oh yeah very well that's sweet man we got to get correspondence for uh how to edit the show <laughs> uh, correspondence for coming up with stupid ideas about 17th century philosophers uh, <laughs> well that's
2: that's for the interns
1: yeah that's interns yeah yeah <laughs> we'll we'll go down to the yeah go down to the colleges <laughs> All right, man. Cool. I think that just leads us into our uh, our feedback section. Sounds good. Steve, feedback.
2: Feedback. Oh man, it, it was a good one. We got a good a good a uh, group of stuff here. <laughs> yeah, it was
1: it was just a great episode. I I really liked. Uh, I had fun editing it. Um, I don't mean that sound arrogant, but I, I I enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um. Definitely, people loved Alan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, what I liked was I didn't know where Jared was going to go because yeah. just a card back with Alan on it would have been kind of boring. Uh, but he went with the tops card. Uh, which oh, this is even better. Which is perfect. Uh, <laughs> so, as I, Steve, do you think Scott Bradley actually just makes stuff up? I I um <laughs> every single month he comes up with something amazing and like intricate detail that completely yeah. helps helps us. <laughs> and so here he claims that uh Lucas originally chose a guy named Alan Sonnefrank to record the Hutes for Greedo in Star Wars, but he turned <laughs> it down. The dialogue was spoken by Larry Ward. Now how in the world <laughs> To see, I mean, I know that the school system in Canada is better than it is down here, United States of America.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: But really, <laughs> that, that's a uh, that's a level of uh, of of trivia that I, I. Anyways, that's that's awesome. Oh um, my god! Uh, yeah, and then we we had uh, we had some more uh, comments. We we learned that the uh, the Timmy Galaxy Laser team uh, that was sold in the United States. Right. Right. Um, and this was, uh, I believe, it was Beanie uh, out, yeah, of, out of Boston. Crazy, yeah, Chris. Um, yeah, Chris, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, said so he bought his back at, at Woolworth's, uh, the same aisle as Star Wars toys. And yeah, go figure. <laughs> yeah. And see, uh, he also mentioned Klaatu. Did you pick up on the on the Klaatu thread on the? I on did. The I did. That that
2: was. Uh, <laughs> it was good. I, because I, I I gotta say I got, you know, I'm, I like the uh, kind of obscure Return of the Jedi characters that no right. one cares about. And so, but,
1: uh, so I think they notice that we tend to dump on Klaatu a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just the skiff guard. That's all. It's just the bitterness that he got two figures and Chewie only got one. Um, <laughs> you know, like yeah. So that's that's how we came about the the, the B wing skiff guard. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see, and then uh, Jonathan uh, Raven seventy P. Um, that was a good one. Yeah, you know what does that mean, Raven Seven DP? You know, I finally figured I, out the GAA is online thing from last time. But
2: I uh, could have sworn that. Uh, you know what? I, I think. Oh, I think I know what it is. I think I've actually talked to Jonathan about this. Okay. Um, I think there was a like a bar in Indiana Jones called the Raven. Oh. And then seven, I'm not sure about seven, but DP he does he does camera work, so I think that's where that comes from.
1: Oh, okay, like director of photography.
2: Yeah, right. No, okay. I, I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, way back when, when I was talking to him about Indiana Jones, for whatever reason, I, I think I asked him, and I, okay. I, I'm pretty sure it's along those lines. But now, uh,
1: now, do we need to have like a new section of uh, Sky and Steve decipher screen names? <laughs> they, you know we've, we've got a good list going so we've got far. a bunch we've already talked about miss the 80s and jason line and all that but uh <laughs> I, I almost even went into wondering where beanie was where, where that came from but uh <laughs> hey don't tell me we have to save something for april steve yes uh but yeah so so he mentioned that he was reading the smithsonian magazine um which i assume all of our listeners do when they're not listening to the podcast um and uh what 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 does he talk about there steve <laughs> all right so he's uh, talking about an
2: article called speaking american which which gives into the uh the dictionary of american regional uh english dare and uh it's it's just all these phrases um used around the nation for different purposes and different meanings but uh, he, what he found was the word wampus <laughs> and <laughs> He says here, to quote the writer, almost a whole page of dares dedicated to wampus, a southern term for a variety of real creatures, such as a uh, wild horse and imagined ones, such as a swamp, <laughs> swamp wampuses and whistling wampuses. <laughs> uh, Great says, whistling
1: wampuses! <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, now, Jonathan, he's he's lived in the South his whole life, uh, and he says he's never come across this word, so... uh Maybe some listeners can chime in and and give further proof that this word is is in the vernacular.
1: <laughs> I love
2: uh, it. it's great, man. Well, well I've heard, some kind you know,
1: of wampus out there. Uh, we should have asked Brock.
2: <laughs> uh, See, you hear like catty wampus or whatever, but uh, or something like that. But I've never seen it just isolated like that. But that's just <laughs> interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, some some kind of wampus out there. I like it, I and mean, I, it, it seems to make sense that that would be where it comes from.
2: Yeah. Uh, Oh, man. Uh, wait, that's do they great. ever
1: say the word wampa in the movie?
2: Not in the movie. No, not that I... know. I think that's more just the kid in, in the commercial.
1: No, I, I know that, Steve. Thank you. Yeah, no, yeah. no, what I mean is, so they never say the... Because they say Tauntaun, right? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, they do say Tauntaun.
1: But they never say wampa.
2: No. Not unless it's in that cutscene, which which I have not watched, but...
1: Oh, right. Yeah, because oh, not only are you too good for production, target, <laughs> you're too good to watch the Blu-rays. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Who'd have thought, Steve? Between the two of us, you'd become the snob. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I wear it <laughs> Nobody who's listening would think that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great, Jonathan. So thank you for for the. Wa- I think we'll keep it wampa wampa, but uh, knowing knowing the the origin of wampus is is pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Steve, I think at this point uh, we should just say goodbye to our our listeners who are are not interested. In in fantasy baseball, okay, uh, we're going to to call uh, Brock back, and we're just going to talk a little bit about the the history of the league, and maybe talk a little bit about our, our teams, not not too much, but just a, a little bit because uh, it's it's part of the the fun of this show. And if and you like this show and you hate fantasy baseball, you have to understand that part of the reason the show exists is because Steve and I can also talk about something that isn't the show. Uh, which I, which I help which I think helps keeps keeps the show going and and fresh you know yeah
2: um, uh, and, and the whole league thing is, is totally you know community related to yeah. the hobby it's everything's
1: so, so all about creating communities and and creating uh, sections so uh, yeah let's let, let's get back to Brock uh, and if if uh, we'll say a temporary you know what Steve maybe we can uh, whenever we have to leave. Uh, some of our audience members behind, we can just say one single wampus,
2: wampus, yeah, A
1: wampus, and then we'll give the real wampa wampa at the very end. <laughs> all right, all right, sounds good. Let's, let's call Brock back. He
2: will rock you, he will
1: roll you. Feel the heat. Baby We're talking to Brock. Don't you know my
0: heat will move
1: your soul. And we're back with Brock. How's it going, Brock? Yeah, it's good. Good. Good to be back. Good. So we have we've kind of warned everybody that we're going to talk a little bit about fantasy baseball right now. Um
3: <laughs> better, better than fantasy cricket though, right?
1: Yes, it's better than fantasy cricket. Uh, I still I still don't have any idea even when people tried to help us with that, we don't understand it. But no. uh, but it was our it was our big draft last week, Brock. How, how do you think it went?
3: Uh, for most of you, probably went pretty well for me personally, and you know, not so much. My team's not you know looking the best on paper right now, but it's a long season, so we'll see.
1: First of all, I was curious a little bit of the history of it. How long have you been doing it?
3: Uh, I don't have an exact time uh, amount, but I'd say probably around eight or nine years, I guess. Uh, we started it way back, you know. Uh, when Rebel Scum kind of first started getting going real good around o three o four I guess maybe and wow. it's something that we get together every year and we have a good time and all
2: right thanks bro all
3: right we'll see yeah, you, no uh, we'll see you both on the forums
1: and uh, on the field all right so <laughs> good to see y'all then all there. alright bye
3: feel feel
2: feel 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 my mm. heat feel
1: my heat yeah it's definitely cool let's lay it down Star Wars all right. Well, there was our, our next talk with, with Brock, and I look forward to you hearing the drop, Steve. The, I, yeah, um, I can't wait. <laughs> the, the Boogie Nights Brock drop. Uh, I don't know if he's a fan of that movie, but actually, to say the truth, Steve, I think you and Brock are kind of like – you're kind of like uh, you know, John C. Riley and, and Mark Wahlberg in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys are hanging out at the cons together. I, I could see you. Uh, oh, man. Way, man. Oh, Lord. But Anyways, uh, so <laughs> we're, we're actually, this is uh, once again recording. This is, we're doing pickups. So we didn't even record an outro. We lost the intro, and we didn't even record an outro. Because uh, we just got so nerdy about baseball. Yes. So uh, we're, we're going to see you next month. And the one thing I want to say is really make sure if you want to sponsor, uh, if you want to be a part of the, 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 the archive party, email me, kivecast at gmail.com. Uh, because those are going quickly. Right so, on, that's, Steve. Yeah, that's are, gonna be great. Are you a sponsor? I uh,
2: I will put myself down. Yeah.
1: All right, I'm a sponsor too. So. Uh, All right. Sweet. That means there's a maximum of 18 are spots you? left. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. All oh, right. Actually, no, wait. A couple more. Gone, uh, so it's probably about 15 spots left. You gotta go. Act now. All right. Cool. Well, we'll uh, we'll see you next month, everybody. Wampa Wampa. Adios.
2: This podcast is not
1: endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, Hasbro Toys, or 20th Century Fox, It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at www.starwars.com. The official Hasbro site can be found at www.hasbro.com. Star Wars, all names and sounds of Star Wars characters and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or the respective copyright and trademark holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Star Wars Collectors Archive. Us otherwise